Hello, and welcome to Rycare Baptist. Today we will be talking about the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine announcement and what it will mean for our Baptist medical staff. We will be talking with Jillian Foster, our System Director for Pharmacy, who is leading our vaccine initiative to give us a little bit more information on some of the logistics and what we can expect with this vaccine. Jillian, welcome back to the program. Thank you. So a lot of news this week, and, and when this comes out, I'm not exactly sure when you'll be listening to it, but uh, it is November 12th, and on Monday, Pfizer came out with their announcement. And Jillian, can you tell us just a little bit about what that announcement said and what this means as far as progressing towards FDA approval for the vaccine? Yes. So now um, Pfizer has um, enrolled over 40,000 volunteers in their phase three trial, and so everyone was awaiting um, the results of that. And the FDA had said they were looking for um, something, one of the vaccines that would give us at least 50% effectiveness. Um, Pfizer did announce the news Monday that at least from their preliminary data, um, they were um, happy to share that it looked to be 90% effective. You know, compared to some of our other vaccines, as, as most are aware, even our seasonal flu vaccine, um, I think covers around 50%. And so, you know, that's very encouraging news. I think we're all waiting to see um, the data that Pfizer is, you know, trying to pull together. Um, I, I know they are eager to um, compile all that. I think they said they needed a, a week or two um, to get that to the FDA to consider for emergency use authorization. But yes, very encouraging news so far. Yes, I was really encouraged by that. And I'm trying to get the timeline down as to as as to what the next steps are. And so my understanding is that they were still waiting on a couple of weeks of safety data, and they're expecting to have that by the third week of November. Is that correct? Yes. And then at that point, DA would be able to uh, give them emergency use authorization. Yes. And the FDA had, um, you know, published that that emergency use authorization committee had been meeting and confirmed the criteria that they were looking for. They did that back at the end of October. So, you know, that, that again is encouraging that it would not be a long process, but that the FDA is, is waiting on that and will know what they're looking for um, and will be able to, to give that uh, approval, we hope. Yeah, and so if if they do indeed get that emergency use authorization the third week of November. Uh, what is the timeline for actually getting the vaccine out into the, the community? Uh, do we have any idea of what that, that looks like? Yeah, we know that, um, you know, thanks to the, the government's Operation Warp Speed initiative, um, Pfizer has been manufacturing and producing the vaccine now for some time. So we know the doses are available. Um, they need to finish, um, as you mentioned, the efficacy and safety um, tracking and submission to the FDA. Um, we know also that um, the government in conjunction with CDC, in conjunction with our state health departments and FedEx have been preparing for months. Um, I have read and heard that they feel like once they have an emergency use authorization, um, they could begin the allocation process within 24 hours. And so um, much groundwork I feel like has been laid. I think we have seen from remdesivir and also from the monoclonal antibody that was recently granted EUA, um, that once that happens, there, there is just a period of a few days between that and the allocation. And so 
um, will be uh, really encouraged when we hear about the Pfizer vaccine um, if it does get approval. And so, yeah, I was on a, a call earlier with the Tennessee Department of Health, and they were talking about their uh, phased approach to distributing the vaccine. And I, I know each state kind of has its own guidance on who would get the vaccine first, and then the CDC also had their playbook on who would get the vaccine first. And so, assuming early on in, in this uh, this process, uh, my understanding is that they would. Uh, Pfizer would have about 50 million doses of the vaccine by the end of this year, potentially, and then another billion or so next year. So who would, you know, I guess, what phases do we expect to be included in that 50 million? And then what individuals would be included in that, that first phase? Yes. And so, um, because the state departments, as you mentioned, are trying to follow um, the CDC playbook, and we've been studying these suggested phases now for some time. So, we do expect that healthcare workers um, for us at Baptist, our employees, would certainly be in the first phase. Um, we've been planning and thinking about which of our employee groups are, are most at risk, and certainly those that are working directly with patients. Um, are, um, but I feel like our approach will be, per the State Department's request, our approach will be to use that first um, batch or allocation of vaccine um, to offer it to our employees. And then after that, uh, I think we would begin offering it to our patients. In both of those categories, employees, healthcare workers, and patients, um, those, you know, over the age of 65 with certain comorbidities uh, will certainly uh, probably be offered the vaccine first. So one of the challenges with this vaccine is the ultra cold supply chain requirement. Can you talk a little bit about what is required for this and how Baptist is prepared to handle that? Yes, so Pfizer um, has been preparing um, for a while and they have created um, their own storage boxes for these ultra low temperature uh, vaccines. And so um, at Pfizer where it's manufactured, they will put it inside um, a temperature rated box and inside the box, there will be um, cool packs or dry ice. Um, and then lower in the box, there will be a tray that actually contains the vaccines. Um, we have learned that there would be 975 doses on a tray with five doses per vial. That's 195 vials on the tray. Um, the tray is about the size of a pizza box. And so that will be the smallest order that a hospital or clinic could make would be one tray, so 195 vials. So as Pfizer moves it out of their manufacturing facility um, into the distribution channels, FedEx and others, they'll deliver it directly to the provider, the hospital, clinics, pharmacies, um, and then that receiving site will have to have a process to keep it at that temperature. And the options are, having an ultra-low freezer, which many of our sites at Baptist will have. We've ordered those and, and many will be coming in over the next couple of weeks. Or a site could have access to additional dry ice and we've learned that those containers that Pfizer provides can be recharged with dry ice upon receiving the vaccine and after five days and it can be recharged one more time and so it would be stable in the Pfizer container for 14 days. So that gives the sites and pharmacies and hospitals some flexibility. If they don't have a freezer, they can use the box that it comes in. Um, as you can imagine, still a little bit of unfamiliarity with 
handling the dry ice, but we've tried to prepare our teams with how to do that safely and, and be, be able to handle it uh, either way. Okay, so each box comes with 975 doses. Does that mean you need to have 975 patients or employees lined up ready to take that vaccine right at that moment? Or will the freezers and the dry ice give us a little flexibility on when uh, we will have to use all those doses? Yes. So the actual freezers, the, the upright freezers, um, they could, the vaccines could be stable in those for six months. Um, if you do have, um, if you do just receive the box from Pfizer and you don't have a freezer to put it in, you could recharge it with dry ice for 14 days. The additional flexibility is that after you take it out of the freezer, either the stand-up freezer or the, the Pfizer cooled box, um, it thaws immediately and you could put it in the refrigerator for five more days. So it, it will be operationally and logistically challenging, but I know our teams will be prepared um, to think through those items. The state departments have given us some flexibility in that if we need to move product around our system to a clinic or hospital or location that has more demand, that we can do that. And so that'll be helpful as we manage the inventory as well. One additional challenge with this vaccine is that it requires two doses and they, they need to be separated by about 21 days. How are we going to make sure that the, the people we give the first dose to are, are contacted so they can come back and get the second dose? Yes. So we, of course, will rely on our electronic medical record. And so we're already thinking about um, how we um, do that with other vaccines while those timelines are further apart, like pneumonia vaccine that may need a booster after a certain age. Uh, we do use the, the BPA or the alert or reminder functionality for our clinics and providers to remind them to get that set. We also are looking at our patient portal, my chart for some reminders. And then I think additionally, we'll be scheduling a lot of these vaccines. So when patients a call and requested at our locations, I think we will want to schedule the first dose. And similarly, I think we will want to schedule the second dose um, right then. And so I think we're going to have to just manage this a little bit different than the walk-in type flow that we do for flu vaccine. Uh, that's all very exciting. Any additional comments related to the, the Pfizer vaccine that we want to make? I know we just really want to give an, an update specific to this announcement. No, I think just that, um, you know, I've heard several <clears throat> say they, they do appreciate the excitement that it brings, the opportunities. Um, I think it would, any, any of the vaccines will just allow us to be able to think about socializing again, maybe fewer um, needs for us to isolate due to exposures. The challenges are obviously um, the logistics. I think another opportunity and challenge is just, you know, I'm, I'm personally unclear on the community and the public's desire to receive the vaccine. Um, I've heard from several different people and read different things, so I'm interested to see um, how people respond. I think at Baptist, we, we want to try to provide education and certainly understand people's desire to make an informed decision, and so we're working on some communication strategies um, to help that. I think, you know, the other piece we'll be looking for information on from any of the vaccines, including the Pfizer one, how long does it give us protection? So will this be an annual um, occurrence that we have and, and how will that look in the future? So as you said, 
very exciting, still some details that need to come together for us, but um, I, I think we'll have a different picture over the next few weeks. I think we're all really excited to, to start seeing this in action. You know, one of the first things that we've, we, we've gotten to, to help actually prevent the disease. So that it's really encouraging and uh, hopefully we'll know more over the next couple of weeks. Um, but really wanted to give this update to the, the medical staff just so that they have a little bit more information about what's coming and what Baptist's plan is for managing this, this new vaccine. So thank you all for listening and you know, we will continue to pro provide you updates as we get them.